Hi there, my name is Sharon Hesp, the Good Gut Girl, and welcome to another podcast. So today I'm going to be talking about fructose malabsorption. So I'm a degree qualified naturopath and I specialize in gut health. I live in Hurstville Grove with my husband and Beagle and I run a busy naturopathic clinic and I also run online gut healing courses. So over 2,000 years ago, Hippocrates said, who is the father of modern medicine, that all disease begins in the gut. I would agree with that. So there are quite a few things that can and do go wrong with gut health. You've got food intolerances, candida infections, SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, parasite infestations, salicylate and histamine sensitivities, pyroluria, which is not a gut problem in itself, but does manifest in lots of gut problems, and gut dysbiosis. But today we're focusing only on fructose malabsorption. So what is fructose malabsorption? So it's thought that fructose or fructans are not able to be absorbed due to abnormalities in the GLUT2 and 5 transporters in the small intestine. In layman's terms, this is what happens. Most of the magic happens in the small intestine with digestive, um, with, with your digestion, but also that is where most of the things go wrong with your, with your digestion. So if your small intestine is not in fantastic shape and if you've got gut issues such as fructose malabsorption, your small intestine will not be in great shape. What happens is that it's inflamed, lots of toxins can leak through to your bloodstream and the barrier is just irritated and it's dysfunctional and it blocks lots of lots of absorption of things. But the reality is fructose is quite a large molecule and if you've got a damaged small intestine or villi so that uh, the fructose cannot absorb through, what happens is that fructose sits in the gut and it ferments and it expands. And that expansion can create bloating and it can create pain and it can let gases off such as hydrogen or methane. And if, if it lets off lots of hydrogen gases, then that will cause can cause diarrhea. But if it's lots of methane gases, then it will cause constipation. So in layman's terms, that's really what it is. The fructose molecules are big. The small intestine is damaged. The molecules cannot absorb through because there's too many of them and they sit in the gut and they ferment and they expand, producing gases which produce lots of problems. So there are quite a few contributing factors to fructose malabsorption. Uh, sometimes you will develop a fructose mal malabsorption problem if you've had food intolerances that you have ignored. I see that happen a lot. Fructose malabsorption develops because also because of years of poor gut health and years of poor nutrition. Sometimes a fructose malabsorption can develop after a bout of severe gastroenteritis. I often see fructose malabsorption in people that have had eating disorders when they were younger. And fructose malabsorption can also deliver can also happen after a dose of food poisoning. So all of those are contributing factors and they are the sort of things I look at when patients come to see me. 
So there are also some really common signs and symptoms of fructose malabsorption. And when these really common signs exist, I will um, often think, yes, we have a fructose malabsorption problem. So if your pain, if you get pain in your gut and that pain is high up underneath your ribs or upper gut pain is a common sign or symptom. And if that pain is severe, like I mean 10 out of 10 severe emergency department type severe, if you're worse after garlic and onions, if you're worse after fruit on an empty stomach, if you have elevated liver enzymes on a liver function test or you get reflux, those are really, really common signs and symptoms that you may have a fructose malabsorption. There's a few more, so bear with me. Now, joint pain. So significant joint pain can be because of fructose malabsorption. Now, sometimes what I see happen is people decide that they're going to get super healthy and they're going to juice lots and eat lots of fruit and eat lots of salads and their health just becomes worse. So I call this a drastic improvement of diet, including juicing, and you're getting worse. That is a, a, a quite a common sign or symptom. Um, anxiety goes hand in hand with fructose malabsorption. You will either have diarrhea or you will have constipation. With fructose malabsorption, it's usually one or the other, whereas with other gut problems such as SIBO, it will be alternating. But with fructose malabsorption, it's usually one or the other. And another classic um, sign is that all of your symptoms do resolve after you go on a low fructose diet. So there's probably one, two, three, four, six, about a dozen of those common signs or symptoms. And if you have all of those, I would be getting tested and going to see a naturopath or a nutritionist and getting your gut in better shape so that you can then address the problem. So then there are other signs and symptoms as well. These are less common signs and symptoms and more common. These are common to fructose and they are also common to most gut problems, but bloating, classic sign uh, and and that is the sign bloating is something that goes away really really quickly once you remove the high fructose foods excess flatulence cravings for sugar breads and alcohol arthritis insomnia smelly stools and flatulence fluid retention and weight control and i see a significant amount of adenomyosis um which is in layman's terms what they often call endometriosis in women over around 40. So if you've got any of those signs or symptoms, yes, it is a dysfunctional gut. It may or may not be fructose malabsorption, but we went through the really common ones. So then you might be wondering which foods are high in fructose and high in fructans. So foods such as wheat, contains fructans it doesn't contain fructose it contains fructans and they are just as problematic as fructose then we have artichokes sweet potato coconut asparagus garlic green beans leeks onion shallots tomatoes lebanese cucumbers iceberg lettuce lentils soy fruit juice dried fruit fresh fruit wines and vinegars are the big high fructose, high fructan foods. So then sometimes it's a really good idea to be tested for fructose malabsorption. Um, it is diagnosed via a breath test. Now I use SIBO test and their website is www 
www.cybotest.com. Um, and I often will be ordering a fructose malabsorption test from them if I'm suspicious that someone has fructose malabsorption. I often do the cyber test at the same time, but sometimes I'll only do the fructose test. But it can also be diagnosed via symptomatology if your symptoms are clear and obvious. And those first few signs and symptoms that I went through, the first dozen, um, if you have every one of those signs and symptoms, sometimes I will say to my patients, there's no point in testing. Let's just put you on a low fructose diet for two weeks. And often it, um, if they have a fructose malabsorption problem, then it, it then we know because their symptoms will go away within a couple of weeks. So what should you do if you think you have a fructose malabsorption problem? Firstly, get tested. Secondly, remove the high fructose foods. Thirdly, you need to repair that gut lining. Glutamine, zinc, meat stocks are all um, nutrients and foods that can help repair that gut lining. Uh, you really need to be reintroducing the lower fructose foods first. I do have a particular reintroduction um, rate that I do use. And get help from a naturopath or a nutritionist that specializes in fructose malabsorption. And I also have uh, the Good Gut Girl Five Phase Gut Dietary Protocol that you can purchase for only 89 Australian dollars. And that takes you through removing the foods and reintroducing them in the correct order, which is absolutely a fantastic thing to do. So Thank you for listening today and I hope you gleaned some information all about fructose malabsorption and um, look out for the next podcast. Thank you.